Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Wine, episode 572, from December 8th, 1997, with guests David Arquette, Sam Music, and Gabe Cowan. Those are David Arquette's bandmates from the band Ear, E-A-R, 2000. It's a Monday night show, and the source on this one is a Kevin tape with some Toby Dog tape patches. Now, with the old Toby Dog recordings that uh, were transferred by someone else, there was a 45-minute version of the show with slightly rough audio and some background noise. Just a few fragments of that show were patched into this one, again, to complete the breaks. Primarily, this is a brand new Kevin tape, unheard to anyone until now, with the lost half of the episode. David Arquette's returning to the show, this time with his bandmates from the short-lived year 2000, who coincidentally have a song on the Scream 2 soundtrack. A patient with Marfan syndrome calls in. It ends up being very interesting, and Adam has some very funny choice lines. And they did play the single being used for the movie, which of course, due to the music rights, has been removed from this episode. It's a unique episode among David Arquette's visits, including even the surprises that come down the road. Who will finally have the full show? As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwell on current day love line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of live air podcasts. Mahalo, and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Phone number for Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician. Not a, um, not your, uh, not the love doctor. Not your buddy. Not the radio guy. He's a board-certified physician, and an addiction medicine specialist. And tonight, our guest is David Arquette. Hello. Yes, that's your cue to lean in and say I'm hi. I'm sorry. I thought I came in after the next break. No, that's all right. We'll bring <laughs> I in. I was trying to be quiet. We'll bring in the band uh, after the next break. Rock now, and roll. David is here to uh, talk about Scream Two, to talk about his band Ear Two Thousand, uh, and Creedence Clearwater Revival. No, I don't know what that. You're not going to talk about anything. them. Although that's a good band. <laughs> Uh, Year 2000 is David's band, and they have a song on the Scream 2 soundtrack, which is coming out this Friday. Or maybe it's out already. It's out already in stores now. Oh, the soundtrack's out, but the movie comes out uh, this weekend. This, yeah. And uh, David not only was in um, Beautiful Girls and John's and uh, Dream with the Fishes and a bunch of other movies, but he is reprising his role as uh, Deputy Dewey from uh, Scream 1, which I'm sure everyone in our audience has seen because <laughs> our audience is that movie's demo dead on. Yeah, baby. And the thing that uh, surprises me about uh, David and acting in general, and I've, <laughs> Drew, I've said this to you many a time, David is, um, I wouldn't say completely insane, but marginally sane. Yeah. And if you saw the character, and I know you didn't see Scream because uh, it's part of American culture, and you'd have to leave your house to see it. Right. But David's character plays a sort of slack-jawed, um, Barney Fife type. Um, just uh, he's, he's like the um, small-town deputy that uh, everyone loves, but no one wants to have sex with. Yeah. Couldn't be a straighter, wider, more Americana 
kind of guy you know, than I'm David's character. I'm a little character. darker in this next movie. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little suspicious. I'm, oh, really? I'm never, yeah. I'm, I'm not a police officer anymore, so once you get me out of the uniform, it sort of takes away my oh, you're integrity. Not. Yeah. Same <laughs> because, character, though. Yeah, but he's just, he's been injured, and right. he had to come to this town. To, he's just not a cop anymore. Oh, it's a different town now? Yeah, it's a different town. Sydney Prescott. Oh, uh, Nev Campbell's character is actually going to college. Ah. So I, it's all taking place at her college. Uh-huh. Where was the film? In, in Atlanta, but it's supposed to be just a make-believe place. And your character <laughs> has uh, left the small town as well and is at that college town? Yeah, because trouble breaks out and Dewey's going to be there, man. <laughs> <laughs> and just to, to back up uh, Sidney Prescott and... Talk to Courtney Cox's character. And who's Gail. who's coming back? We're supposed to have Jamie Kennedy in here yeah, baby. tomorrow night. Can't wait. Well, we can't either, but we're not sure. He may be able to wait because I think he's coming from, like, Baltimore. And we're not sure if he's coming in, but theoretically he's coming in. But he's in it. Yeah, he'll be here. Courtney Cox is in it. Nev yeah. Campbell's in it. You're in it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who are we missing? Rose McGowan? She got killed in the first. That was actually Dewey's sister. Yeah, well, so she got killed. She got killed? Yeah, they could still bring her back. That's the beauty of it, though. They should it's bring... slightly realistic. They should right. bring her I back. I don't mind her not being there. It's her breasts that I mind, not being in the in the sequel. Maybe her breasts can come back in the next one for you, Adam. That would be fine. <laughs> if uh, Rose McGowan's uh, head, uh, torso, and lower half did not come back, but just the breasts were somehow resuscitated... Oh, I'd like Come to give a little mouth-to-mouth to mouth those. just floating around. They might not be as attractive as if they were connected to the whole woman. Yeah, as a you're probably spirit. right, but in the long run, <laughs> it'd be better. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Less trouble. All right, any, uh, and, and so the band, well, let's talk about the band, because we'll yeah. hear something, we'll hear from the rest of the guys in the band later on tonight, cool. and then we'll hear There's something. A bunch are going to stumble in here and break something, I know. Good, like good band members. <laughs> uh, we're going to hear the uh, race, which is on the Scream 2 soundtrack. And uh, how long's the band been around, and uh, what We've else? We've actually only been together, like, uh, about a year, a little less, like nine months. Um, we started a, a studio together, and then uh, we just sort of started making an album on our own independently. And uh, you've got it on the Scream 2 soundtrack, and what other movie soundtrack? I was reading in the bio, but I can't remember. Uh, Dream with the Fishes, but that was really scratchy, really sort of bad. We're sort of a baby band. We're kind of starting out. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're Are you playing? Do you want to play around? Yeah, we're going to play around. We're going to hopefully play with Sugar Ray on 29th of February at the Palladium. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be nice. Just, Drew, we got to start a band. I keep telling you that. I'm right. telling you, man. It's the only way. That's well, pretty much why I did it, because when you're an actor, they try to sort of uh, put you in like a category and try to like keep you yeah, the, straight uh, all the time. Make a lot of money, get laid category. No, the, the oh. button your lip and, and wear a tie and sort of be Tom Cruise guy. Right. But I want to be myself and... Yeah, we saw you being yourself at the business. MTV um, Yeah, baby, video I'm awards. myself everywhere. <laughs> I'll rub yeah. my bite, butt on this mic right now. I don't care. Yeah, go, do it on Drew's <laughs> mic if you're going to rub your ass on a mic. <laughs> no, I'll rub it on my own mic. I, I can take care of myself. <laughs> what, uh, what other movies you got coming up? I was reading your bio, you're getting into westerns and that kind uh, of thing. I did a western a long time ago, a bunch of them. You know, I've been working nine years as an actor, so don't uh, shortchange me here. It's oh. some... Uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't women. do that to you. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I got a movie coming out called Life During Wartime. Right. Which is actually about 
just society today. And I play a security alarm salesman, home alarm salesman. And let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, David. Because I'm plugging here. I'm plugging. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm done plugging. When's that out? (laughs) That comes out soon, uh, next January. I I was asking, I I think you should get an Oscar every time you do a movie, because every time I've seen you, you've struck me as a, um, not a... uh, No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to work, I was going to go sort of uh, bizarre. (laughs) Like, you're kind of a bizarre guy, in a very nice way. Thank you, sir. Uh, You're colorful. And then I say to myself, how do they hand this guy a script? He memorizes the whole script. They put a suit on him. They comb his hair. They shave him down. They give him a cup of coffee. And he plays like an insurance salesman. And, you, and, and, and does it and nails it. But, I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot like you're, what you got going on here. I mean, uh, you know, just, just hearing you on the radio and stuff, you wouldn't think you'd ever make it to work on, on your own. But well, it's you true. Do. We have to have people go get him. What are you talking about? <laughs> I tell you. But, Do you have to be wrangled? No, I don't. You show up on time? I'm a consummate professional when it comes to acting. I You're really ready like to work. Put my life aside and sort of get in the character, and that sometimes is a little troublesome because I play weird characters sometimes. But sometimes it's right, and then you feel you have to be that weirdo for like the three months that it takes to no, shoot that. No, I I only am that character when I'm working. Oh, okay. Before or after, like I won't do anything. You can leave it at the well, set. Yeah. Yeah, that's like what Drew does. Drew's a real boring uh, guy who doesn't like and to talk much. He doesn't have a sense of humor. Shade on his and yeah, he <laughs> goes home, has a few highballs, um, watches some uh, Asian some gimp porn, bridge. and um, <laughs> uh, beats his uh, family. All right, Drew, should we get to the calls? Let's, uh, let's do. Lori. Yeah. You're 25. I am. You're on with David Arquette. I'm 25, too. Oh, he's such too. a hottie. You're a hottie, Lori. <laughs> Thanks. Um... Well, let's see. Um, since I've been 17, um, I've been having sex, uh, and I have not yet had a vaginal orgasm. And I'm kind of feeling like it's, uh, well, like it's been pointless, but not really. And now there's all this pressure. What kind of uh, orgasms have you had? Um, clitoral. Mm-hmm. All right. And where's the clitoris uh, located, <laughs> by the way? Uh, in the vagina, yeah, uh, case right. closed. Next, that's no, good enough. We as men seldom, seldomly have any other kind. So uh, yeah, we don't break our penises up into segments like our, 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 well, the, the I top mean, of it's like... an inflamed clitoris. If I'm not correct, Doctor Drew. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Lori. Yeah. I mean, you're having an orgasm. Well, I mean, I would like to have it from sex, from intercourse. What do you mean? Like, but what, that would still be a clitoral about, orgasm. That's correct. What, what seems to be the problem? Um, I feel I only have orgasms when I have oral sex. That's the problem. But, I mean, what's any sense of what's missing? Um, I think, uh, well, I guess Dirk there's like a point where I just, <laughs> everything becomes really, um, like, magnified and grotesque, and I just, like, just feel like, I don't know. Like it's it's all mechanical and ugh, well, and then it just. I think you need to fall in love. Right, that's right. You need. I like when Drew is surprised by uh, David's answer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> he's right. Yeah, you have to build an emotional bond with someone and trust. But right. I but I have had that, and it's yeah. it's still. Well, still was empty that way. Many right. many women can't do it any other way but by direct clitoral stimulation. Mm. Yeah, many. most most women need that 
part um, stimulated, even if they're having or uh, even if they're having intercourse. I suge- I suggest you dive into your fantasy world. N- nothing dangerous, but go maybe uh, do something that would excite you. <laughs> Could you do that, Lori? Can we talk fantasy? I think David's first advice was a little, little better, which was <laughs> you get, get a trusting, close, intimate <laughs> yeah. relationship. Do you have any problems maintaining relationships? Um, no, not really. I, I guess, um, no, not really. What makes you hesitate? Yeah. We believe you. Mm. Right. What makes you hesitate? Um, no, I just, I have, I guess it's just about, um, unco- being uncomfortable with my body. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's unattractive, but I've always made, been made to feel that it wasn't, um, not by, I guess, not by direct comments, but, um, well, actually by my mother. <laughs> What'd your mother do? Um, no, she would just, you know, I've, I've always, I'm, uh, 5'8", I weigh about, you know, from anywhere from 120 to 130. And, um... Could I jump in? I just, uh... I'm kind of sick of everybody worrying about stuff like that. Uh... Yeah, I don't no, know. Uh, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I... Embrace your, yourself. And nobody knows how long life is. And you're a beautiful person. And you're not... Hey, but at, at 5'8", 125, you really are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have to look for the inner beauty. I mean, 5'8", right. 125, 130 is, is uh, slender. But it's still, but it still feels like, you know, it's like for me that those are all like the the pounds that weren't, you know, good enough. Or right, like, well, you but know that, but right. that well, is just right. one aspect of your feeling of lack of self-worth. And unless you can really become available and connect intimately, it's not likely that you're going to be open and trusting and, and be able to explore the stuff that you're looking for here. Really work on the relationship and don't worry about the mechanics. The, fem- the women's magazines are selling you guys short. Really, it's not about... I mean, David has better insight than Cosmo. Right. So you, you're a woman. Not, you have more power than any man. Yeah. Embrace your I want, I want fem- show with him. femininity. Yeah. That, I'm be, telling you. You'd enjoy that. Hey, listen, if I get an acting career, you can do a, you can do a uh, talk show with David. <laughs> Kelly, yeah. you're 15. Hey, and David, how about getting me involved with one of your next projects? Yeah, baby. I got presents, man. I, I'm telling you. What? Okay. what uh, you do, what man. Kind of I'm, presents I'm there. Do Shoes. Shut up, Drew. Shut Drew's mic off. Would no, you have your mic? Thank you. <laughs> Kelly? Yes. You're 15. Yes. First of all, I would like to say hi to the people at Catalina down here in Tucson, Catalina High School. <laughs> yes, uh, go fighting out, Riggers. Right, second of all, I would like to say hi to David. You are so cute, and I love you. Thank you. And, um, sir, I would like to say to Adam and Dr. Drew, I called about a year and a half ago, and I was complaining about my mom dating again. She, my father died about 10 years ago, and um, I was kind of upset with my mom starting to date again. I don't, you probably don't remember, but... Um, well, let's just say we do for the sake of argument. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, like, um, she was dating this guy, and she asked me if I was comfortable with him, you know, being around us and everything. And I said, yeah, you know, and she got married to him. Uh-huh. Were you uh, comfortable with him? Yes. You were comfortable with him? No, I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. With him. Why didn't you tell her that? Because I wanted her to be happy. I, you know... Well, whatever happens subsequently, Yeah. I mean, you, you really, uh, if you learn nothing else from this, you can't let things go too far. You always have to speak up and yeah. be honest. Well, what did we tell you to do? So. You told me to, um, to just 
go with the flow and see what happens. And so, like, they got married, and I moved out of the house that I had lived in my whole entire life. And me and my brother were really depressed about that. Me and my brother don't even talk anymore because we don't live together anymore. And where, um, where do you live? I live at his house now, my my stepfather's house now. And where does your brother live? He lives on the other side of town. Okay. We never talk anymore. He doesn't have a phone. All right. Anymore. So how Wait, did how did all right? But where would he be living if he didn't live at your stepfather's house? Huh? Where would he be living if he didn't live at your stepfather's house? He'd be living on his own. He lives on his own right now. So either way, he wouldn't be living with him. Right. Okay, so either way, you wouldn't be talking uh, to Hold brother. on, Drew. I'm pissed as hell because I don't live with my sister anymore. Bitch up and moved to Germany and got married to an architect. But see, me and him were really close. My. All right, well, I didn't like my sister. Oh, my brother does not like my stepdad. I do not like my stepdad. All right, so your mom's uh, an idiot for bringing home this guy who, who nobody likes. Yeah. But I, I still want to know how come we're responsible for that. Because you gave me the advice to just go with the flow, and I should be happy for my mother that she found somebody. Yeah. Well, he actually he actually threw a punch at me. He did. There was a big hole in the wall. I, mean, I like, found out that he is totally abusive. I ran away from home. All right. Well, next next time we'll we'll pull his file and we'll look into it a little more closely. You called us and said your mom hasn't dated in 10 years. She's found a guy she's liked. Your dad died 10 years ago. And you're having trouble and, dealing and she with wants the guy. To, she wants to marry the guy. What should you do? Uh, you're, you're, you're not nuts about the guy. And we just said, you know, check it out. Yeah. I mean, well, what do you want us to do? Uh, uh, I, I, you know, telling you uh, forbid your mother from marrying the guy would probably be, you'd probably be in worse shape now anyway because he'd probably still be around. you got to remember, your mom is the kind of person that would select this type of guy. Yeah. Right? And it sounds like she has always been this way, right? Yeah. And She's always been depressed. Yeah. It? I mean, this is sort of why, Kelly, you have, and this, Adam, I suspect you'll, you'll respond to this, but you have a tendency to consistently, and, and every piece of your story was about how everything's being done to you. Yeah. And everything else is responsible for why you are where you are right now. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to taking any responsibility and taking charge of the things you can change and changing them. But you I have a whole theory about this. I can't change I do? Anything. He's like... Totally but losers. You can oh. see your brother more. That's one thing you could do. If, if that's like a void in your life, you could he, try to like meet places halfway. He like... He loves speaking to me and he doesn't even speak to my mom anymore because he is so pissed off. Well, don't let it ruin your relationship with him. Yeah. Well, that's all right. So you have a relationship with your with your brother. You uh, live where you're living now. You uh, get some grades. You take your SATs and you go off to college somewhere. Exactly what you said last. And what are you gonna do? Well, what are you gonna do? I mean, what if you told your mom, "Hey, uh, I hate this guy. I forbid you from marrying him." You I think that would have stopped her? I told. I told oh, you her. told her. I told her that I did not like him after they got married. All right, but listen, Kelly. Here's the deal. Yes. Uh, your mom is screwed up. Your dad died when you were five years old or uh, three years old. Five years old. Uh, five years old. I thought your dad died ten years earlier when you called a year and a half no, ago. No, he, um, he died nine years mm. ago when I called first. I did. My math was right. You just <laughs> misinformed me. The point is, is you got a lot of crappy stuff going on around you, and you're really pissed off about it. Yeah. Okay. Do you so, think I need some counseling? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, life, uh, this happens in life all the time. Parents make bad decisions. Brothers make bad decisions. Step-parents 
uh, are not the world's greatest people all the time. Not everyone is evil. Not all life is bad. But sometimes, uh, here's what happens, Kelly. Uh, You notice all the bad stuff, and you don't seem to notice the good stuff, because the good stuff just feels like that's what should be happening. That's natural. People should do uh, good things for you. But when something bad comes along, you sure as hell notice it, and then you blame society, your parents, uh, your step-parents, and so on and so forth. And take command of the things you can take command over. Don't blame... Doesn't do any good to blame anything for anything that happens to you. What does that do? Does that make you feel helpless and crappy about yourself? Take command. Recognize where you can make change. What is under your influence, which is basically everything. Right. Except well, the fifteen. You know, she's got a little problem with that because yeah. she's blaming uh, yeah. two guys who uh, host a talk show. Don't even remember talking to her a year and a half ago. But uh, anyway, Kelly, uh, uh, look at the uh, step parent is half full instead of half empty. That's uh, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Uh, on, uh, oh, my. what word is that? Andrea? Andrea? Oh, boy. What? Is that how you spell Andrea? Well, it's spelled A-H-N-D-R-E-A. Oh, uh-huh. Andrea. Oh, All right. Gee. We're just going to call you Andrea. No, don't do that. Go ahead, Andrea. What's your question? You're 19. Yeah, I actually wanted to talk to David. Oh. I wanted to say you're very, very good looking. <laughs> and um, I wanted to know, um, do you have a brother named Alexis? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we might want to put this on delay. Why? Can we do that? Is he, is he a troublemaker? <laughs> yeah. No, he's a great. He's How a old is he? Artistic master. How old is he? And why he's is a... everyone in your family so artistic <laughs> and good looking? What's up with uh, that? My parents were really creatively. I don't know. Is he and an actor? Is he an actor too? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. What about Lex? I don't know. I just saw him in a couple of different movies and I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's related. Yeah, he's my brother, my older brother, two years older. Yeah, and I also had another question for you. See, Did you like? You got his brother in film, but not you. Come um, on, David, give me a give me no movie. He's two years older than he is. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Did you like doing the television show that you did? Which show? with Robert Pastorelli? Oh Robert yeah, it was Mr. fun. It was a good experience. It was a, a silly. I don't know. It's kind of fake TV like that, but um, it was fun. It was interesting. Yeah. Fake. I liked it. It was Sitcom? pretty funny. <laughs> What what sitcom was that? It was called Double Rush. It was pretty cheesy. But it was fun, I mean. When was it out? It was out uh, like three years ago. So. Was it that long ago? Two, maybe. And it was a sitcom? It was yeah. a sitcom for one year. Jesus, I'm going to watch more TV. Double Rush was like on NBC or something? Yeah, man. It's, it's, you don't uh, want to think Adam, about it. No, you know it's that, just what it was. That song title that, that Chick called in about last night, I Believe I Can Fly, Yeah. was sung by R. Kelly. Oh, it was. That's it was right. off the Space Jam soundtrack. Oh, okay. Uh, that was, uh, she was doing a uh, karaoke thing. Yeah. I didn't know that song. Take care of yourself, beautiful Thanks. killer. All right. Thanks. All right, Andrea. Uh, Andrea. Yeah, Andrea. <laughs> All right. Uh, David Arquette is here. His band, Ear 2000, is here. I think, are there two of them here? There are two. Yeah, we're pretty much the three members that started it. Okay. And what we'll do, I think, I think, although I'll talk to producer Ann, is I think we'll bring uh, one of them in, like Sam or Gabe, and then we'll rotate them around a little bit because uh, usually it gets a little nutty. Although uh, now I see two Sam microphones here. Sam doesn't talk so much. Oh, Sam doesn't talk? He all doesn't right. talk too much. He slurs his S's. Oh, he's like through. All right, we'll bring them all in after uh-huh. this. Blinds Galore, heads up, everyone. Blinds Galore Cyber Sale is here. They're giving you up to 50% off everything. Starts the 24th, and it will not last long. Of course, you know Blinds Galore. They define true custom. Get what you want. Beautiful new window coverings made exactly to your specifications. 
They sell only custom, meaning your blinds will be just made for you. Blinds Galore is a pioneer of custom window treatments. They have covered over 2 million windows and counting. They know exactly how to get blinds right at the right price. These window treatments were not lying around on a shelf somewhere. These were made specifically for you to your specifications. Don't bother with the stress of going out to a store, dealing with the employees. Blinds Galore gives you all the tools you'll need to get it done at home on your own. You don't even need to put a shirt on. They have their own team of experts headquartered in California. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Do not forget, their cyber sale is happening now. So go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com. Hi, this is Nev Campbell, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. Uh, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. David Arquette is our guest tonight. Sam and Gabe have uh, entered the studio. They Sam are, Music and Gabe Cowan. Yeah. They are uh, part of the uh, Ear 2000, which is uh, David's band, or at least uh, David's a member. Yeah, I'm the front man. He's the they front man the in the uh, band. Uh, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LVE-191. Jamie Kennedy from Scream 2 as well should be in tomorrow night. And then, of course, my idol John Hyatt will be in here on Thursday night. So uh, I'll look forward to that. Until then, um, we'll talk about the uh, year 2000, Scream 2, and uh, all that stuff. Drew, yeah, yep. you ready to join the show? I'm ready. God bless you. Uh, so, David, you... Uh, now, David, I saw you in the Gap commercial, so I know you blow, blow a pretty mean horn. I blow a horrible horn in that, in that commercial. Oh. <laughs> Do you play? Uh, I play a little better with us and some effects and just more ambient. But yeah, these two absolutely. are the real music makers. Dave's actually a great musician, you know, as well as being a great actor. But uh, he 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 is a great musician. He's got it. He's got it. I just got that thing down. Do you do you play? Do you play an instrument? He's believe it or not, he's got a different rhythm than everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do believe that. (laughs) Than almost any other human. It's called marching to a different drum. Yeah, right. These two, they've known each other since they were like. 13, they went to school together, they've been playing together, bass and drums, Sam plays the bass. Well, how'd you guys, how'd you guys hook up? Oh, uh, vice versa. Uh, through Sam, this is yeah. pretty much Sam. Dave and I have been friends since we were really small children. Like two, five. Yeah. And so you've, uh, Sam, you've always been involved with music. A little bit, yeah. And uh, when Dave uh, thought it was time to uh, break his... Um, Oppressive chains of the uh, acting gig, uh-huh. and, and release my poetry, and release his poetry way. through song. Yeah, yeah. he uh, contacted you, and then uh, you got Gabe, and yeah. uh, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are in because anytime you do a song, uh, Dave can just force it on any soundtrack mm-hmm. of any exactly. movie that he's going to be on. That's hey, what's wrong end. with that? <laughs> this is it, it, it's a great end. It's yeah. a parlay. Yeah, and you know, David's uh, Dave's got a lot of stock these days. He can certainly work that into any deal that he gets into in a movie, and unless it's one of these westerns, it's the same way I'm going to work your movie career. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dave, I'm telling you, baby. Dave said to me during the break when we're standing out in the hall, he said, "I'll get you in the movies." I will, yes. man. I can't believe they're not knocking down let's the have door. Him, let's I have him produce that our, our pose movie. Freak can do it. The official <laughs> for us. The official fluffer of Scream Two, Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scream three, I should say. All right, so uh, I'll tell you. Why don't we uh, hear this song that's right, on uh, Scream it. Two? Hope you guys like it. And you have that uh, queued up, do you? This one is off of uh, the uh, soundtrack from the uh, year two thousand, and it's called "The Race." Mm-hmm. 
time has played a game with me My heart has skipped a beat A path of tragedy awaits you At the end of the day Why would you do this to me? My black eyes just began to see the world My future has just ended today Once again I search about That would be The Race off Scream 2 from uh, David Arquette, Sam, and Gabe, who uh, collectively are Ear 2000. Well, um, uh, I was going to say, you know Joey Lawrence. We had Joey on uh, last <laughs> yeah, week. I he played that. a little of his own stuff on there. It's got a little, it's a little edgier, but you guys are a little more mainstream, <laughs> and I think you're going to move more product. Hey, that sounded hey. good. Hey, that sounded really you, good. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot for playing. Right. Oh, it's nothing. Uh, it's always uh, it's always nice when the stuff's good. Yeah. Because uh, it's tough when you come back and it's like <laughs> you got to be cordial. So, right. Yeah. How Amazing. Long yeah. Hey, boy. I'll tell <laughs> you, you kids with that music. That's these so days. different. Uh, Jay, you rock so hard. That was a great song. <laughs> Can you play it again, Keith? <laughs> that's my slavic like uh scottish sort of inbred who moved to america and it's really into hip-hop you, you guys are so cool on the love line show i love to watch it it rocks so hard i swear to god meet me at the club later we're gonna get down fuck some hip-hop music <laughs> <laughs> i think uh, there's a, there's a guy named rory gallagher that already has you has oh, you beat to that one Irish vato. francis <laughs> i know rory Francis, hey, Francis ain't talking. Francis, you know what he's sorry. doing? He's running to his record store right now <laughs> so he can pitch a tent and be first in line to get the Scream Two soundtrack. Well, in his tent, John. Yes. Hey, you're 16. Hey. Hey. I have a problem. All right. I have been having sex with a 19-year-old that is married, but her husband's in jail. Mm. So uh -huh. I just wanted to know if there was anything wrong with that, or if I should uh, feel she's, worried. She's that married, don't you think there's a? I worry, worry more about the uh, paroling process than I do about uh, her being hooked up with somebody. What's he in? What's he in jail for? Just DUIs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just uh, your general stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever. How long's he in there for? He'll be out in June. Mm-hmm. And um, who is this? Uh, oh, you better hang on to this one. She's a keeper. <laughs> 19, married, uh, husband's uh, in jail. Um, trying to think of what, what finishing school she went to. Drew, anything come to mind? Uh, man. Hmm. Yeah, what, what's the deal? What, why, how'd you meet her? Um, why are you getting into this kind of situation? She used to work with my mom. Mm -hmm. And then I just met her, and things just happened, I guess, one night. Mm. So she's sort of looking mm. for this sort of thing. Well, she was abused by her father when she was younger. Yeah. Well, that's mm. a surprise. Yeah. That's a shocker. Is uh, does she have any kids? <clears throat> Not yet. She hasn't even had sex with her husband or anything. Really? Because he can't uh, fit it between the bars, or what? Uh, what's going on there? <laughs> well, it was her best friend's boyfriend, and uh, then she married him, and he went into jail. Uh huh. Oh, so they got married while he was going in? Yeah, while he was in. Mm -hmm. And then he acted out somehow in jail, and he got sent to prison. 
I already oh, see. I, see. I already see you on Jerry Springer getting in a fist fight. Right. Oh. Do you really? Yeah, you're kind of living that existence, aren't you? Well, what do you want from us? What's the question? Well, I just want to know if there would be any problems, like after maybe he got out, if maybe well, she they, could tell him. John, yeah, well, hold on. Let me let me put my <laughs> turban on here, John. Uh, yes, of course, you idiot. He's going to come. What, what he's is gonna your kill question? You. What is it you want from us? Hell, Why did you what are we call? supposed to do? Guarantee that? Yeah. Why no, did you he's call? very docile. He'll never come after you. I just wanted to know if there, do you think that there would be any conflict between her and yep. her husband or anything? Bogus call. That's all I can of say. Of course. John, listen. I'm, there's one of two scenarios here. Either way, I'm hanging up on you. A, you're making this up. Or B, um, there's a, a certain amount of retardation that's uh, coursing through. A substantial, as uh, Drew, who's a doctor would say is coursing through your veins. Either way, I'm hanging up on you. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank wants to know if the uh, felon husband's going to be upset that he's been boffing uh, his uh, his prison bride. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Tatiana. Hi. Hey, you're 22. Hi. First, I want to say hi to Adam, to Dr. Drew and David Arquette. And hi. Uh, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. This may sound crazy, but I think my esophagus keeps twitching. And I want to know if there's um, anything you know medically that would cause that. Well, what is it you're experiencing? Well, it feels like my esophagus is, like, twitching or jerking. You, your esophagus doesn't really have feelings. It doesn't? Not really. I mean, mm. you, can, you can burn and you can have spasm in the esophagus. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because it feels like, um, I guess, in the nape of my neck, I think that's what it's called. Like, in my throat, it feels like it's twitching and jerking. And it kind of makes me feel like I want to gag or something. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not your esophagus, whatever it is. Can you actually see the muscle move in the neck? No, but I can feel it. Does this have to do with oral sex? Oh, no, no. Are you doing any drugs? No. No, I'm anti-drugs. When does it occur? Uh, but you're pro-oral sex? Well, I don't do that. Oh, I've never okay. done that before. When oh, really? It, when does it occur? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, um, it started um, in the beginning of um, September, and it, it used to be like once three times a day and now it's like uh, maybe um, 20 times a day it happens and what triggers it nothing it seems like I just it just happens I don't know why does it make a noise or a sound no, or anything? it just kind of feels like it's twitching in my throat or something like that and you I, sleep with your mouth open no I don't actually mm. well, okay there goes that theory kind of, I, I mean have you been seen by a doctor there goes my rodent yeah, theory yeah, I, I went okay. to a doctor and I thought some, I had like a tumor or something and he did a thyroid test and a blood count Good. and said that everything was normal okay and but I actually I have a lot of other problems too like my toe is numb and all this other kind of stuff and I've been out of this jerking in my esophagus I don't know what that is do you have jerking anywhere else yeah, like the twitches or something. Yeah, where and, are the t- where are the twitches? Uh, my eyelids. And I talked to an advice nurse, and she said if you have if you're under a lot of stress, that can cause like the esophagus to twitch and the fingers to twitch. I get that eyelid thing every once in a while. Yeah. You guys ever get that where one eyelid starts sure. going going nuts? That. Are you feeling weak? It's kind of cool. Or <laughs> I like when stuff moves and I don't make it move. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey. I can make hey. it happen myself. Oh, can you? Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Work on it. <laughs> Work are, that are you otherwise weak, Tatiana? Sorry? Are you weak otherwise? No, I you feel, feel fine. Okay. It's, just, it's just that it just keeps twitching and jerking, and, and I don't know why that well, is. Well, there, there are some neuromuscular disorders that can cause uh, twitching and something called fasciculations. When, yeah, when, sure. when, when nerve muscle units drop out, the muscles twitch. And so it is something you want to pursue further. It probably is just related to stress, if that's indeed what you're under. But I think it's peculiar enough. I don't think you should be so focused on the fact that it's in your throat, but more generally that you're having muscle twitching. 
because I've always been had this fear that I'd get some sort of disease or something, nobody would know what it is, and I can't believe. No. Well, but well again, here it is. What a it, surprise! But you may be, you may just be acting that out a little bit. It may not actually be anything. A little bit. She, still, she needs an Emmy. But it's still worth just kind of checking. It. Just kind of checking it out again. All right, Tatiana, uh, what's hold on? Wait, let, forget about the the esophagus uh, doing the shake. Let's get to the real problem. Okay. Uh, no oral sex. No. Twenty-two years old. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, waiting for a disease uh, to uh, strike you down. Little girl voice. In the little girl voice. What's oh, going on here? Little girl voice. Uh, Drew says it. I, I don't. I don't notice too much of it. Okay. So what's going on? And, and you sound very anxious. Well, that's that was really my only question, though. Yeah, but okay. yeah, I know that's your only question. But now I'm asking you my question, okay. which is what's what's going on with your life? Well, I'm very depressed for one thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh God, I can't believe I'm saying so. I'm 22. I'm still a virgin. Never had a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Uh huh. So that may be caught. You know, part of the stress. Yeah, it's funny how. Um, uh, the penis is the great um, medicator. Uh, people forget all about their ills, all about uh, their troubles, all about their esophagus when uh, they're uh, knee-deep in the sexual experience. Really? Uh, yeah. I think that's what you do. I, I no doctor is going to tell you that, but I'll tell you that. Well, Dr. David will say you have to uh, relieve yourself somehow. Please take care of that immediately. And, and why, aren't you, why don't you have relationships is the big question. Right. For me? Yeah. Uh, well, it just never, just one of those things that never happened yet. I always said everything Why? I got, I got too late, too small, or didn't get it all. That's one of the things I didn't get it all yet, I guess. Mm. So, um, it just hasn't happened yet. Mm. Never dated, never been out on a date. Why? Well, the guys that approach me are the ones who are just really aggressive, and they kind of scare me off. And the ones that I'm interested in are the shy type like me. And they're too cowardly to say anything, so we never get anywhere. Mm -hmm. So you have a, a convenient excuse. Actually, this will last you all the way through menopause, right. if you think about it. No, I was worried about that. You so need to find yourself a nice, outgoing ear, nose, and throat guy. Right. <laughs> Take you out and uh, make a woman of you. All right. Uh, Tatiana had bigger fish to fry than her well, uh, look, twitching you, you, esophagus. You, you, we can't make assumptions that things I are can't. not until they are thoroughly mm. worked. She's waiting for that they disease to not. put her down. Yeah, they probably are not. And uh, when I come back, um, and when we come back, I should say, I'll explain uh, why dentists and doctors never apologize. You know, I went to my dentist today who screwed up my root canal, allegedly, and is sending me now to a specialist. And uh, it's basically possibly involved pulling the crown off and uh, getting back into the mm. hole that was dug. It's like it's really like e exhuming a corpse is what's going to have to go on, but inside of my mouth for thirty eight hundred bucks. And you know what? I realize any other business, you know, I mean, if the guy screws up your dry cleaning, he's all he's all sorries and apologies, <laughs> right. right? Hey, I'm sorry, man. Well, do, you know, doctors and dentists will never do that because it's like an admittance that they did something wrong, which they never want to come close to. Mm -hmm. He was just... Uh, Tell me something. He Adam, may have missed something. How, how's your esophagus feel? Esophagus is oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who They're going to have to Who go through that? it to get to get my root that. canal get is the problem. All right, we'll be back. Hi, this is Tom Arnold, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. David Arquette is here tonight. Yeah, He's here man. to talk about Scream 2. Also, uh, Year 2000, which is his uh, band. With Sam and Gabe from the band. Uh -huh. And... Um, He's on the soundtrack, or they're on the soundtrack of uh, Scream 2. They're uh, playing the song that we played about ten minutes ago. And uh, also, they're going to start playing around town, so yeah, I hear. hopefully with Sugar Ray on February yeah. 29th, 29th. We're at the Palladium. We're actually in the studio just every day. It's a full-time job. 
what are you, uh, what are you doing in the studio every day? Record. Well, this record isn't the uh, year song. year two thousands. Just that's the one song. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, in we're three working days, on the actually. full product. Oh, I see. When they rejected our first song, we came in <laughs> with the next. They were like, "No, I'm sorry, it's too moody. It's too ambient." was like a month yeah but isn't that what you want for a soundtrack yeah. that's what we thought no you but know? the underscore is is the is the moody kind of like they just dark, want something catchy poppy do they do they tell you what scene it may be for it's or? actually not in the movie there's like four or five songs that aren't in the movie but there's a there's a bunch of bands that uh we're chummy with that are on the soundtrack such as um tonic and uh everclear and uh less and jake and uh the eels who are uh, nice guys too? Yeah, Butch. yeah, yeah Butch, <laughs> Butch, the drummer from the Eels. Nobody yeah, ever looked more like a Butch than uh, than Butch. Yeah. I saw him play naked once at a private party. My goodness, that's Butch. <laughs> that is Butch. That is a Butch. All right, back to the phones we go, John. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, hey, John. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm going through a pretty bad time right now. Um, right. Uh, my girlfriend and I broke up. We were going out for like seven or eight months, and then we broke about broke up about two months ago. And I just can't get her off my mind. I can't fall out of love with her because we got a friendship going. And um, did yeah. she? She broke up with you, right? Yeah, it was kind of mutual because she's going through some things. I was like, kind of the rebound boyfriend. This is the Adam uh, Carolla yeah. story. And this yeah, oh. and this is it. I'm so okay, Drew, why does everything have to turn in the if some guy's yeah. got a got a uh, a mom is depressed, it's the Adam Carolla story. Yeah, some guy uh, well, uses weed to forget, it's the Adam Carolla story. <laughs> some guy whacks off eight times a day, it's the Adam Carolla story. Someone took a dump in a guy's bathtub, it's the Adam Carolla story. Adam, Adam. Because that yeah, how is. many Adam Carolla stories do you got going there, Drew? That is the, no no one puts it together in all in one life the way you do. <laughs> well, thank you, I guess. Uh, so John. She's back with the guy she was rebounding from? No, not at all. She, um, she's definitely broken up with him, but she just wants to make sure she's over him before right. she continues with us. Uh, that's, uh, that's a line, John. She's done. She's what, done. What but, kind of problems does she have that you might be able to help her with? No, you guys. No, don't even go there. Let's not waste the time with that. This well, guy need needs to... to deal with getting over this, yeah. this loss. Yeah, I've already gone to counseling. Counseling for this kind of loss would take about 12 to 24 months. You've only been yeah. broken up for two months. I mean, it sounds like you really have fallen into a I depressive got episode. Great. I got ulcerative colitis, too, because great. I'm so stressed. Wonderful. And yeah, that's very serious, right? This is your first episode of UC? No, I had it a while back. Are, I, you, are you on steroids now? No, I... um. Before I took some mail order scam, I thought it would help me work out better, and and I went and saw my doctor, and he told me it was just like steroids, and that's the reason that I got ulcerative colitis that uh, time. Well. But then I had a flare up this time, and I'm not even. So you're saying that the mail order scam gave you the ulcer? Well, triggered it for that episode. Never, yeah. That didn't make him have the ulcer. Is it is it that uh, advertisement in the back of the porn magazine that says "explode with uh, male energy"? No, is it the one where the guy kicks magazine. the sand on the one guy? <laughs> Just kidding. But That's yeah, the weeder. And then I guess this time because I'm hitting finals, and then the stress of this. All right, but it, you, it definitely you, triggered it because of this poor your first, diet and stress. Is this your first real love relationship? Uh, sorta. It's yeah. like, I've been in love before, and I've been engaged a couple times, but 
it wasn't real in retrospect when I look back. There was like different reasons for me getting in those relationships. Yeah, but see, when you look back on this one, it's going to fall under the same heading as all the other ones, which is it uh, wasn't real, wasn't right. Thank God you didn't uh, follow through with it. Yeah, it's, it's just, just hard to it's hard to hear that now, or it's hard to feel it. But you're really getting depressed. It sounds like. Yeah, I am. Um, it's I've been crying to my friend, one of my friends. He's going through a divorce, and I seem like I'm taking this breakup with a girlfriend worse than him. And it's the same thing, man. It, they're it, both deaths. What's that? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They're losses. Yeah. 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 yeah and it's like I don't know. It's just really hard for me to get over it. I I go to you know work and I'm bummed out and it's like all I can think of is her. I come home and I go to you know. All right. You gotta change that. change your attitude, man. Just pick yourself up, get dressed nice, go out with some friends, have some fun. Just uh, you know try to get on with your life because you know. I don't know if there's it, anything. It's just a it's a mourning period that's really it's really hard to expedite this whole mourning period. It really is. Someone breaks up with you, you you thought you loved them and you're in pain for a while. There's there's no way of getting around this. But what you what you do is uh you don't screw up on your finals. Uh you um don't lose 60 pounds and let your uh, ulcer take over your body. You don't kill yourself. Uh, you don't alienate yourself from your friends and your family. And you just work through it for six months and then you're back on your feet. Now, That's all. Yeah. However, in this particular case, sounds like it's had a pretty chaotic past, a lot of tumultuous relationships. Really does sound genuinely depressed. And if he is not able to function, not cannot get out of bed, cannot re-engage in life, he really does deserve a thorough evaluation to be sure that this may, perhaps is not the time for medication a more ongoing intensive all right well counseling. he is staying staying counseling eddie hey hey you're 28 hey adam i got a question for you yeah um about 20 uh you know about the age of 20 i got my vision back mm -hmm. i had marfan mm -hmm. syndrome i don't know if um, dr do knows about that did you have a lens dislocation or something? yeah i had lens dislocation and you know created double vision mm -hmm. and um distorted vision marfan's is uh, a syndrome of basically prolonged long digits and things uh, abraham lincoln is thought to have had marfan she said i'd be fixated on my penis the entire time i was <laughs> afflicted to this uh, it's also associated with valvular heart disease and that sort of do you have aortic insufficiency or anything like that um no the only thing i have is uh, tall stature and yeah. big head long, long fingers yeah yeah, and the, my problem is that... Um, oh, you mean it's not the vision that makes the digits look long? They actually yeah, are actually, long? He just dislocates his lens as a part of this, this connective tissue disease. You mean you can't... You, his you can't fingers are... So your fingers are so long that you take an eye out? No, <laughs> it's just the, the tissue is not normal, so the lens just falls out of place. Oh, okay. <laughs> You've been running in the house with your hands again, Eddie? Nope. Okay. Uh, so my problem is that, you know, I went back into college, uh, you know, at the age of, like, 26, you know, when I should have really been in there since the age of 18. And, you know, I never really learned to relate to people at, um, you know, junior high school and high school. And, you know, it's how, you know I have problems with, um, you know, try to start start up relationships with um, women, you know, because I don't know how, you know, exactly progress. From how, how tall are you? Um, six feet tall. Oh, okay. That ain't that tall. Sometimes my fans are real tall. Yeah. Eddie, how long was your vision screwed up for? For my first 20 years of life. And why didn't you have your lenses replaced? Um, the, what, the doctors, you know, they couldn't exactly diagnose the Marfan syndrome. Oh, until really? Un yeah, until about the age of 20. Oh, my God. Well, when I had the um, lenses um, removed, like cataract surgery. Wow, incredible. <sighs> yeah, you know, so that screwed me up for yes, um, yes, yes. all those years. Yes. Right. Well, Eddie, 
What's that? Hold on. I'm going to screw you up anymore, but we got to go to break. Okay. All right. So just hang on. We'll come back. Okay. We'll uh, explain what to do with your lenses and uh, your long digits. <laughs> okay. Hang on. We'll be back. All right, everybody. True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend uh, a lot of time on it. And it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. Pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense that there's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car app is special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They partnered with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle-free. It's easy. It's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple. True Car and True Car certified dealers. And using True Car certified dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it. Check out the app. Two million cars sold through TrueCar Certified Dealer Network, and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact. It is easy. It's evolved. It's technology. It's made simple. It's about time. Hold on a second there, Gabe. It is uh, Loveline. I'm Adam Corolla. It's Dr. Drew. Here comes Dr. Drew, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. AKUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> right. David Arquette is here along with the uh, Ear 2000, which is a uh, band that he's in. Sam and uh, Gabe from the band, and uh, they got something on Scream 2, and uh, they're working on their CD and looking at playing with Sugar Ray and all that good stuff. And when we left off, we were speaking to Eddie, who's 28, who had a problem, had marzipan uh, affliction. Was, is that what it was? Marfan's. Marfan's uh, disease when he was uh, young, wasn't diagnosed. He had double vision for many years, which to me would be a chronic headache for uh, 20 years. And is, uh, in this disease, your digits grow extra long, right? Yeah, my hands are about maybe nine inches long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you palm, uh, could you lift a midget up just from his head? Uh, yeah. Okay, you could palm a basketball? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay, how's the penis? Mm, about average, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but think what it would have been. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would have been. <laughs> yeah, you would have, um, I would have sent you a new, you would have been on my mailing list for my newsletter. All right. Your support group? <laughs> yeah, my support group. <laughs> yeah, we meet the second Tuesday of each uh, month in the uh, in the uh, Valley Beth uh, Shalom basement. Oh, well, one thing is, the penis is curved, though. <laughs> oh, it's curved. Well, that's taken away va- valuable uh, inches. It's nothing yeah. to worry about. I'm Don't guessing worry, David has man. a curved penis yeah, as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Left turn, baby. <laughs> right. No, you go right. <laughs> well, you guys could do some spooning. <laughs> Be like Mulholland. <laughs> All right, so uh, the penis is bent, but the eyes are back, right? Yeah, they're at 20, I got them back. Why didn't your parents take you for a more thorough evaluation? No, I, I had been going for years to um, UCLA, you know, Jules Bayon Ice Center. And they didn't get it. Wow. Yeah, they, um, oh, they must be mortified. Yeah, and, you know, it tripped me out for that long. Well, because wow. they were so focused on his eyes that they didn't get to the affliction that where it was causing the eye problem? 
No, the problem was that um, I needed to be highly dilated to actually see the uh, dislocation, right. which the, you know the doctors would usually pass up. They never saw it. No, they never saw it. Well, but again, Adam is sort of right. They weren't ta- somebody wasn't looking at the overall picture. Yeah, and, and making it, the driving. Yeah, because it was a hard diagnosis to make. Yeah. So yes, who's? Oh, well, that's what they tell you. Who's I'm so uh, happy he's got his sight back? Yeah. 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 yeah but now he's sort of he that's feels awesome. he feels like he's starting uh, at a young age. Yeah, I'm starting but, off. But you know, are though. I mean, that's great that you have that opportunity at least. Yeah, I know. But the problem is now, you know, try to you know I never had a girlfriend or anything, and you know that's the problem. You know, I you know try to talk to um you know I don't know how exactly you, you are you are socially unskilled. And yeah, you're a, you're a nice guy, you sound like a pretty put well put together guy. And yeah, you social, know, you social know, skill no social skill will evolve with practice. Uh-huh. You just got to put yourself out there a little bit. Do you agree? Well, uh, mm. You know, because I never learned how to progress. You know, from sort of. a relationship from you know talking to somebody. Right. And you know, what's the next step after that? You know, because uh, you know people uh, uh, dry humping, and then it goes into the real thing. Dating. <laughs> I mean, dating, and then dry humping, <laughs> and then uh, the real thing. Sorry, Drew. I missed Try the, the dating, dating thing. Try go- going out with people alone uh-huh. for meals and, and spending time alone with somebody else. And uh, well, how could I actually? You know, because I'm interested in one certain girl, but you know, I don't know if I, you know, should I go? You know, exactly tell her how I feel about her, or is she is she at school with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in one of your classes. Yeah. How old is she? She's about mm, 20. Which class is it? Health. Health. Uh, this is good because they're starting to talk about the reproductive system <laughs> yeah. and, and all that good stuff. Talk about like, him having called here. Yeah. Uh, Has she ever heard of this show? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I bet she has. Give it something to discuss. Uh-huh. Something to... Uh, Eddie. What's that? Here's, what, here's the deal. Uh, there's no time for etiquette or candor. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, there is time for candor. There's no time for etiquette. Uh-huh. Uh, you got time to make up, and you just better just go for the full-on frontal assault. Just go ahead and walk up to her and uh, ask her if she'd like to uh, go out. And eh, Don't pick a nighttime thing. That scares women. There's too many places to uh, you know hide the body by the side of the road. <laughs> uh, ask her if she wants to go out to uh, you know the bookstore cafe or something after class and uh-huh. discuss something that was discussed in the class. Uh-huh. And, and soon rejection will start to not feel so bad. Uh-huh. Right. You'll get used to rejection. Should yeah. I tell her how, you know, I'm interested in her? Or no. Just... just, just Make the motions that tell her you're interested, and if right. she'll respond if appropriate. Right. Don't. Uh, it's that whole unspoken thing. You're really, you're talking to her about uh, going out and grabbing a cup of coffee after class, but the subtext is uh, that you're interested in her and you'd like to grab more than a uh, cup of coffee. <laughs> okay. All right. So you think she's beautiful. Yeah, that's good too. Uh, believe me, women go for the compliments, and and in oh, these yeah. uh, these days of uh, political correctness and whatnot, uh, it is something that's dying out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's almost uh, like a little socially incorrect or politically incorrect for a guy to come up to a woman and tell her how beautiful he thinks she is. But I don't care what uh, I don't care if we're in the '90s or the um, you know the 1890s. Women always love that crap. Uh, that and flowers, I don't think, unfortunately, will ever die out. Lisa. Hello? You're 14. Oh, I just wanted to say that I love the show, and I try to listen to it every night, and I think it's great that you and Dr. Drew are helping so many people. Thank you. And uh, Sam, Gabe, and David, I just heard the song um, that they played, and I think that it was a really good song, and I'll look forward to you. Great. And also to David, I think you're a really good actor, and I think you are so good looking. I just can't believe I'm talking to you. Yeah, that's the misconception of the world, isn't it? He's got a certain je ne sais quoi in the uh, looks department. Yeah, oh, I think he's 
wonderful. I just wanted to say that. Okay, Lisa, thanks. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right, Lisa. Yes, he is a, he's a great actor. And, and, and Drew, you're with me on this, that the more time you spend with David, the more you appreciate his acting ability. Yes. Right? We've always we've said that since, uh, since we've known him. love it. you guys. <laughs> we started with, how does he do that? How does he do that? <laughs> Naomi. Hi. Hey, you're 25. What's going on? Oh, I just wanted... I went to high school with David. Oh, what? <laughs> what school? Fairfax? To Fairfax. Then I went to CES with you. Oh, sweet. And I just wanted to say, you know, congratulations. Do you remember Naomi? Thank you. I'm not sure exactly. Like I have red hair. She gave you crabs uh, yeah. in the parking lot that time? <laughs> no, I don't think it was her. What? Do you, you remember You remember David from school? I rode school? the bus with you with Omar and Harvey. Oh, Awesome. You still doesn't remember. I don't know. You don't remember me? I, I, well, I'm describe sure I remember you. your face. I'm not a good name person. Describe yourself, Naomi. Um, I'm about five foot seven. What and bus? Did, what stop did you get on? What? What stop were you? Were you on the bus when I got on? Yeah, you got on Larchmont. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too personal. Hey, oh, did, Naomi, did you know David was going to be a star back then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a load of crap. <laughs> you didn't think he was going to be star. in the family. Yeah. Oh, that's true, yeah, because um, uh, Patricia and uh, Rosanna were already uh, having... Well, um, Patri uh, Patricia started a little right, later. Yeah. Right, Rosanna was having some uh, success yeah, at that point. Jesus, yeah, I mean, she's been mm, about 15 years, maybe. Rosanna's what if your parents did that was artistically inclined? My father's an actor, my grandfather was an actor, my great-grandfather, and uh, my mother was a uh, teacher, and an uh, acting teacher, and a uh, hmm. family therapist. Hmm. So it sort of like got us in the right direction for emotions and expression, hmm. I guess. And Drew, what was your dad? Physician. Well, what do you know about that? And uh, you see a pattern for me. Sam, your dad uh, lived at home till he's forty-five, or yeah, exactly. Sam, <laughs> Sam's dad is the voice of uh, Garfield. Oh, really? No kidding. Oh my God, we got to get him on this show. Oh exactly. yeah, baby. Jesus, this guy must make a ton of money. Doing all those oh, embassy suites and everything. I met you the, uh, like a couple weeks ago or something. Where? He did a spot with you or something. Cartoon convention? Or don't you hang out at those? Well, uh, maybe. I would love to have done it, but I'd do it. You're thinking of Dr. Art Eileen. No. No. And uh, Gabe, what's your dad do? He was the uh, director of The Voice of America. Oh, the my radio gosh. station. And, yeah, for the last four years. Now he's the dean at uh, USC of the communication school. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a pretty heady group we have in here. I'm telling you, we got some underground things going down. Uh, <laughs> that's right, baby. Stand your eyes we uh, My dad sold uh, Grit, which was a very popular comic book, um, <laughs> yeah, until baby. he was in his uh, late 40s. Did I <laughs> no, my dad was uh, my dad worked with troubled kids. Actually, it was like uh, a oh. school teacher. Yeah, yeah he finally, uh, you know, after becoming overwhelmed at home, he figured he had to figure out a way to master this. Yeah, how can I get paid for this? He thought. <laughs> yeah. This is proof that we're just like our parents. Oh God, <laughs> God. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. You're 21. Yeah, I'm 21. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Uh, I have kind of a problem, I guess. Uh, my husband and I have been married for uh, a couple months now. We've been together for like three years. And we've done, like, a total 180. I used to be, like, a total sex fiend. And I had a baby, like, six and a half months ago. And now he's going nuts because I lost my weight, like, three days after, you know? And now I'm, like, err. Are you still breastfeeding? Yeah. Have you yeah. started menstruating normally? No. You're not menstruating? Mm-mm. 
But the the baby sucks the sex right out of you, don't they? When you breastfeed, <laughs> breastfeeding does change the hormonal environment for sure. But even just having had a baby, very often women will complain of this problem. There's tremendous hormonal changes, and but sometimes isn't it only for like six months or so. I mean, usually, usually, but it can go on, and uh, usually. <laughs> well, uh, it's very uncomfortable for you because you really biologically just don't have any ignition. There's just no way to get things started. I'd kickstart you. No, you wouldn't. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I'd put the jumper cables on each boob and uh, put you right on the diehard. Well, uh, that's the thing, though. Everything that used to feel really cool just doesn't even... See, it's, it's a biological thing, Aaron. It, Are you still having sex, though? Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, now I kind of, you know, force myself to get in the mood, you know. And then when I start, I'm, you know, happy to be doing it, obviously. But, I mean, and he's just, like, more than great, wants to please me all the time, you know? Yeah, it doesn't really sound too bad other than the part about you not being satisfied. <laughs> Something as simple as... Okay, but how do I... I mean, I feel really bad. You don't know. Erin, have you talked to your doctor, obstetrician, about Yes, that? I have. And what did they suggest? Well, she's, you know, well... <laughs> Something as simple as going I on. I think she has too much sympathy for me. Something <laughs> as simple as going on the oral contraceptive pill sometimes resolve this whole thing. But it doesn't that cause physical complications? Like what? Well, you're saying the pill. Go on the pill that... for a while. It yeah, restores isn't things. That, isn't that bad for women though? N no. 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 Um, you don't think? No. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 bad for women, but it's hell on guys. <laughs> that pill, Aaron. The idea is... Aaron, to, every woman to... in the world takes this pill. Well, not every woman. Well, um, <laughs> how many... Okay, well, hold on a second, wise-ass. Uh, what would you say? There's, you know, uh, 265 million people in this country in, alone. In the world, hundreds and hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. And thus far, it looks only as though there are health benefits that they had in most cases. Yeah. Right. So, Aaron? Why don't you ever? I well, why isn't her uh, gynecologist or obstetrician sure bringing this up? Because the, the obstetrician probably knows how she is sort of inclined against taking things, and also knows well, that this see, will probably like the type like I won't even take a Tylenol right. unless I really. That's yeah. right, and this and things will probably get better on their own, but they may not. And they well, may what do you do time. for birth control? Well, you know, the pull-out method or whatever. I right. mean, I'm breastfeeding, so really there's not much chance, and I don't, I mean... Uh, there is still chance, and pull-out method, of course, is not, is worthless. Yeah, Plus, if I he pulls out it. while she's breastfeeding, uh -oh. that can psychologically Whoa, harm the child for many years. Useless. 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 Completely. Oh, the pull-out? Useless. Not if you're in the porn industry, Drew. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> there is, a, there is a emissions prior to ejaculation that are very constant. There's, a, there's sperm, sperm there's fumes that come out of your penis <laughs> days before the uh, semen um, inside of her. I'm not really, I mean... It's not Hold on a second. Hold, hold on, Aaron. Let me yell at Drew. Of course the pull-out is not worthless. It's just uh, not as effective as a lot of folks think. I mean... Because a lot of guys have the sort of uh, pre-ejaculate, uh, the uh, th what it, what I would call like the semen wedge. You know, uh, you know when you watch your football games during the kickoff, the ball goes to the uh, fast, skinny black guy in the back, and then there's a whole bunch of big guys in front of him, and they form that wedge to go knock things out Long of the way. Wedge, uh, that's what the uh, pre-ejaculate is, right? right through Pretty the, powerful, effective. Uh, it goes maneuver, in there to clear it? things out yeah, well. for the sperm to come squirting by, right? Yeah, well, right. It, now, it can also uh, end well, up in a TD. Are you saying that uh, I got a black sperm waiting to come out? Yeah. What? <laughs> what are you, a freak? No, you got that bent penis. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't knock anybody out. That go back sperm into you. Comes out first. 
Is that right? Very concentrated. Yeah, sometimes very. Con- there's debate about this, but uh, uh, it's thought that there's very concentrated secretions before. Yeah. But plus, you don't really know when to pull out, other than you feel that sensation, and often, t- oh. oftentimes, when you feel the sensation, uh, there's there's something brewing. I mean, that's the reason you pull out, right? right? Something's yeah. going to happen. Right. So there's, it's, it's, uh, and Aaron, uh, by the way, is 21 and her kid is uh, a couple years, or how old now? A couple Four months, months old? Yeah. Right. So she's going to, Aaron, you're going to have another kid. Yeah, sure. Is that all right? I have many. Well, yes, you will. Does <laughs> your, that's what will happen. That's there's a good mama. Your opinion, probably with the boy. <laughs> What's your husband do besides uh, not get light? Uh, he works at uh, J.P. Food Service. Oh boy! All right. Any any job with the uh, word food in it uh, means uh, minimum or maximum of one child. Okay. He works uh, at a food service. What's he do? No, like? no, no. He doesn't like. It's not like some cheesy McDonald's thing. It's like a like a blue collar type thing. Oh, it's blue collar. <laughs> okay, so he's really moving up. He's you know working the muscles, you know. Right, right. And can he afford for you to have a whole litter of kids? Well, I, I don't know about a litter. <laughs> what are you going to do when it comes time to have contraception? Well, we we already do use some, I mean, d- depending on our moods. But, you know, I mean, condoms. I mean, I kind of feel sorry for the guy, you know. What are you going to do when oh, you Boy, this is a mom, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> this is like mom speaking. Anyhow, it's after she's gone to bed, I'm allowed to. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's not the things you're talking about. It's the lack of. Uh, perhaps sophistication, responsibility in which you're approaching these very important issues about right. this family you're beginning to establish. Let me uh, let me just do a little love line test. Okay. Um, you tell me what is the correct pronunciation of this word: vagina <laughs> or virgina? Um. Well, Alex, I think it would be vagina. Hmm. Alex. <laughs> You're going with uh, what is vagina? But but she called you Alex, so it kind of nullified the answer. <laughs> uh, Drew, she was uh, doing a little Jeopardy uh, riff there. Shut Drew's mic off, please. I shut her mic for not getting that one. I think that's a good ten minutes. She's very sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. I'm right. I'm running on unleaded. Oh wait, you did call me Alex, and it wasn't there, a Jeopardy. Jeopardy riff. You got uh, it. No, I don't think so. Turn Drew's mic back on. He's been vindicated. <laughs> By Aaron's stupidity. Aaron, listen, go to your uh, lesbian obstetra gynecologist and find out if you should be on the pill or not. That's going to uh, stop you from having from uh, having more kids, and it's going to uh, turn on the uh, love light. Okay, can I ask you one question, though? Is there anything other than... Uh going on the pill that I can do? Yeah, there's lots of things. That, well, not, not, but you have to see the obstetrician first to have an evaluation to see if there is anything else going on that needs to be corrected. Mm. And short of that uh, time itself, stop breastfeeding. I, kind of I think her doctor sort of had the right idea about not getting her right. back in the mood. Yeah. Uh, one kid's enough, I think. Uh, it was sort of the um, um, mercy, <laughs> mercy doctor. Michelle. Yeah. You're 23. Okay, um, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. I started my period when I was eight, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, am I going to be fertile as long as a normal female? I don't know of any data, I'm not aware of any anyway, that suggests that you would reach menopause at a younger age. That's your concern, right? You're going to have premature ovarian right. failure. And I don't know of any connection between early onset of period or menarche and premature failure. There is there's some data that suggests that late onset of puberty is associated with longevity, People that reach puberty at an older age live longer, theoretically. Women, uh, women and men. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing I'm aware of. You started your period when you were eight. Yes. Oh boy. What the? Well, that must have freaked you out pretty good. It did. And um, did uh, kids at school find out and stuff like that? Uh, I think some of them did. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, eight years old. What are you in the uh, third grade or? Uh huh. Wow. Wow. Did Did you have an evaluation at that time to make sure there wasn't something? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Just oh. early puberty. Uh-huh. Your uh, mom do a lot of cooking in the microwave? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. What could bring this on, Drew? What about all this stuff they talk about, like hormones and, and the meat, you know, people no. living off McDonald's mm-hmm. burgers and all it, that well, stuff? If it really were that significant, you'd see premature puberty in kids. You don't see that. Yeah. There isn't that much. Drew, you take kids to McDonald's a lot? Oh, sure. Okay. See, I can always tell when Drew does something because he uh, immediately sweeps it right under the carpet. All right, Drew, why don't we sell this next call? And maybe we can get to some gambling. You guys want to gamble on, uh, on a call? Yeah, you guys are hip to that. Now, we, we don't know. We can't really tell where they're going to come up. But, uh, Drew, why don't you look for a good gambling call? Can you I see anything? Really, I really don't. Uh, uh, Not at all. All right, let's see. let's see. Nick. Yeah. You're 21. How you doing, fellas? You're, you're on with uh, David Arquette and Sam and Gabe from year 2000. What's hey, up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, hey, I uh, I have kind of a dilemma. Um, I had a great experience with a girl over summer, and I was so inspired that when I went back to school, I wrote a song for her, and uh, it turned out really great. And then I I went back and I saw her over Thanksgiving, and my my buddies back home warned me that that she had genital warts. Kind of mm. disgusting. Mm. And uh, I guess she, she got him taken Hold on care a of. second. What rhymes with warts? Sports. Torts, uh, sports. Yeah, I'm just trying to think in terms of uh, right, right into the song. Yeah. Cavorts. You was uh, seen around town cavorting. Now I'm home spreading ointment on my warden. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I'm not in. Nice I'm not in a band. You look good in those shorts, <laughs> but I couldn't see those genitals. That's <laughs> see. If only my parents had been artistic. Oh, All right. I'll tell you what. We'll go to break, and uh, we'll come back, and uh, we'll uh, talk to Nick and find out uh, more about the uh, genital warts. This week, Brett Easton Ellis sat down with director Eli Roth. It's unbelievable to me what f***ing children these people are. Everybody wants a trophy. Everybody wants everything childproof for them. They all want their voices heard. And the truth is, like, it's not always going to happen. The world isn't there to hold your hand and take care of you and be a warm and cuddly place. It's really rough. It's really, it's awful. People do get marginalized. And yeah, you have to speak up for that where there's injustice. But pick your battles, people. Don't go after some teacher that's defending your right to wear a house. <laughs> the Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. Download it now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. I'm E. I'm Butch. This is Tommy. We're the Eels. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Rock on. Butch. E. Tommy. Ah, rock! <laughs> Year 2000 is here. Sam Gabe and uh, David Arquette. Right. They got themselves a uh, Song on the Scream 2 soundtrack. Uh, David is um, fast love line one eight hundred L V E one nine one. Screw the fax number. Jamie Kennedy, who uh, we had on the TV show, I can't remember if we had him on the radio show, but I'll uh, pretend mm. whenever I see him, depending on what his answer is. And uh, I think he's coming in tomorrow. And then uh, my idol, uh, singer songwriter John Hyatt, will be in here on 
Thursday, and when we left off, we were speaking to Nick, who's 21. How you doing? Met a woman, wrote a song about her, and um, instead so what, of royalties, he got herpes. What is the problem? No, or, or the, awards, the cool sorry. thing is I didn't get anything, but uh, I'm going back, and I'm going to see her for Christmas. Do you know that most sexually active people your age have warts? That sucks, but... Whether they know it or not. Wow. Well, how, how would I know if I do? Uh, do you, did you have unprotective sex with her? No, I didn't. I used a condom. All right. Uh, the probability is you do just by virtue of the fact you're a sexually active male. That's, well, that's the true. Oh, but no. Come that's, on. That's Hold on. Honor. Let's get a wart uh, tally going that's, in here. No, Sam? No, that's, no, that many that depends times, on guys. if you take uh, use condom sense. <laughs> Hold on a Many second. guys don't know they have down. the virus. It could, well, they can be tiny. How would you know? Well, usually you get a wart, but sometimes they can be very tiny. And or a pre-war lesion, you wouldn't even notice. I it. go over my genital and region with a jeweler's loop and a mustache comb I know you every night, <laughs> and I would know if there's anything there other than what was I there the night before. You are pristine, Adam. What? Itchy? Itchy? No, no symptoms. Nothing. Yeah, so this is the big thing. Warts don't do anything to man. Period. They can be. There's a certain subtype that that creates some unsightly growths. They don't some look very could nice. Some become cancers. And they, well, in well, women, they're associated with cancer. And around the anus. Don't ask me how listen, I know. Uh, listen, around the <laughs> around the anus, they're associated with cancer. In fact, oh, in cases of anal cancer, like virtually all of them have some evidence of the wart virus. Mm, boy, present. I haven't seen my uh, anus in like 15 years. <laughs> I can't even find it. All I know is poo comes out, but I don't know where my <laughs> anus is anymore. It's so obscured with hair and lint and you know. I got like uh, some like Charmin from 1974 <laughs> that's uh, still down there somewhere. Mr. Charmin. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to Mr. Whipple. <laughs> His career is uh, around my anus. Uh, but there's a cream now available actually for warts. All right, but I, we don't think Nick has it because Nick wore a condom. Right. I, I don't think Nick has it. I don't but think you should worry about it with this girl. I don't think you should disdain her or disparage her for it. This well, yeah, that's common. the question I had. I was wondering. First of all, if if she she I heard that she got him removed, and so I was wondering, can I catch it? And then I was wondering, yes. should I sing the song to her, or should I just write another song for another chick and just forget about well, it? Why don't you just change the name of this song and give it to a new chick? Well, see, it's uh, hard because it's sort of about the whole experience. Uh, well, uh, let's hear a little bit of the song. First, because first, let me just answer the question. Yeah. That is that having the warts removed does not remove infectivity. Oh, really? Mm -mm. Okay, that yeah, that's one of the main things I was wondering. All right. you, you're gonna you may have warts already, and you're going to come across them in your exploits. Right. Promise. But it's no big deal. True. Every time you go on about this, it makes me think that you have warts. I, I don't. It, no, not you, Nick. Oh, True, it, because it, it, it becomes so cathartic, and it's it's becomes so I, passionate I, about it. Well, I just think it is um, peculiar the way people be, tend to latch onto these things because of the way the press distorts them, and they may already even have them themselves. All right, and they're they're disparaging other people. So don't be disgusted by them. No, no. you All wouldn't right. notice. Hold it. on a second, Mike. Uh, shut Drew's mic for a second, Nick. Yeah. Oh, Mike's on strike. Must be <laughs> What's up, Adam? Sing the song. I want to hear some of the song. You really want me? David's to? always looking for new talent. Yeah. Uh, All right, hold on a second. You got to my buddy. Hold the phone for you. Okay. All right. That's good. Can you get warts? Uh, oral? Or is there such a thing as oral warts? Oh, here he goes. His mic's off. Oh. His mic's off. Six o'clock in the morning hands. It's the end of my barefoot days. I give him the walkies, through me skies, another look. And I close the pages of this summertime book. Oh, yeah. I 
upstairs with a uh, mop handle he's smashing down on the floor. Hey, what do you think? Oh, that's good. <laughs> you like that? Jesus like that. Christ, you've got oh, really? talent, Nick. Are you serious? Yes, yeah, I'm serious. That was Sing it to her. Let me tell you something, Nick. I've been in radio for almost 14 months, and I know talent when I hear it. We have a lot of bands that come through here. I don't want to diss uh, Ear 2000 or any other bands that have been through here. But God damn it, it's the best song I've ever heard. All right. Excellent. Excellent. You kick, you yeah. Kick Joey Lawrence's butt. Man. Yeah. Nick. Oh, right. Wow. Let and me you tell know, you something. That was my first song ever. I, I'm working on a few others. You got pure talent. Yeah. It's raw. It's raw. But I think are, if we could harness it. Oh, no, we're not. And please try not to use the S word, Nick. I'm sorry. Nick. Every day you spend in a classroom is a day wasted for you at this point. I want you to drop out of school, and I want you to go full-time with the music. I'm really thinking about doing that. I think you can. You Give it a, so? Yes. No, make, make a run at it. Try. Well, how about, how about if I try and work on graduating? I only got to do yeah, yeah, baby. Graduate college. I don't know. Can I look you up, Drew, and, and say that you loved it? And... Yes. That, that's Adam talking. Absolutely. And, uh, I said finish college. Yeah. Would, uh, <laughs> would, would, should Mozart have uh, finished junior college, Drew? Uh, Mozart's would, career was well underway by the age of nine. Mm. Did they have junior college back then? <laughs> that's why it was a better time back then. They didn't have the junior colleges. Right, twinkle, twinkle. Oh, boy, that Nick's hot. Melissa. Hello. You're 19. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, I wanted to tell Drew that um, I was in the studio, like, about, God, four years ago, but I just want to say that I admired your triplets, and I thought they were so beautiful. Well, thank you. Because they were in the studio. Okay. Oh. Triplets? Yeah, oh, show them God. the pictures. Congratulations. And one of them's in jail now, uh, Melissa. <laughs> and, um, David, I love Dreaming with the Fishes. I thought it was excellent. You did uh, a really good job in it. Thank you so much. Um, I had one little story to tell, and then my quick question. Okay. Um, my story is for Adam. You were talking about the whole dentist thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Well, when I was going to get my braces put on, I had to have my four wisdom teeth removed. Mm-hmm. And I had a molar that's supposed to come up when you're 12 years old, but it didn't come up because the, the wisdom tooth was growing impacted. Mm-hmm. So I had all of them removed, and supposedly my 12-year molar was supposed to come up. Okay, my braces are, like, off now, and I'm getting this pain. So I go back to orthodontist for some more x-rays, and my wisdom tooth is still there. They took the 12-year molar that hadn't Oops. come up. Oh, so, boy. And, and they're saying, oh, you know, um, well, when the wisdom tooth comes up, it'll just um, take the, the spot of the molar. Right. Because they don't want to admit anything. Well, like I said, doctors never say they're sorry. Actually, they that's, that's going to be the name of my next song. They just laughed at it. Dentists never apologize. But and Drew was telling me during the break that they can't because that's an admission of guilt, and then they would be sued even more than they normally are. Immediately. We were, we were thinking of suing them because, I mean, it's like this, they took the wrong tooth. Okay, anyway, my question was, um, I've been on Paxil for almost two months now, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know... What would be the side effects of taking speed 
recreationally. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, it's not going to enhance the effect of the Paxil, right? Yeah, what is that, a mood drug, the yeah, Paxil? It's a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So you have depression? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. panic, or panic attacks. The other thing is oh, yeah. One. Speed is real good for panic attacks, yeah, isn't it? No, I don't have panic attacks. <laughs> You're just having depression. It's, yeah, it's depression. But are you an alcoholic? No. Yeah, what are you doing with speed? I, why, why are you messing around with speed? Because I, I mean, at first, it was just like, yeah, party all night, you know? with it or whatever mm-hmm. stay up and party mm-hmm. and um now it's more like i like i crave it how often are you doing it i do it like in spurts how often are you doing it um like like i'll do it like every day for one week oh that's healthy and then i won't and then i won't do it for like a half an hour no and then you'll, i no. won't do it for like Say like a week. No, no, that's wrong because I can't afford that. I'm like well, struggling. You did it for a week. You, you probably do, be I'll up for a like, week. I'll, anyway. I'll do it like I'll do right. like I'll do like four lines a day for a week, mm-hmm. and then I won't for like a month. Right. For what about well, a compromise where she snorts the Paxil? You need to be you need to be discussing this with the physician that's prescribing the Paxil. Oh, she's not going to talk to him about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Why not? Like, okay, like I'm seeing. How can you expect the physician to know how to treat you unless you are? completely honest with what's happening because well, he's okay, the man you can't even well going they on ask you if you've okay, done any like, prior drugs sure. or any doctors sure like the reason i do this because it it makes me feel better i understand you have a mood disorder but mm-hmm. it, it, it's suspicious that there may be some burgeoning addiction here did you smoke a lot of pot at one time no okay uh, um, and if it is really just that you're going out and trying to treat your mood disturbance then all the more reason that you go back to the doctor that's prescribing the Paxil yeah, and get the appropriate combination of medications rather than using illicit substances. And by the way, putting yourself in harm's way what? because speed and Paxil is not a good combination. Um, see, I'm seeing a... Do you know the, the, the whole issue with Fen-Fen, all the, the serotonin excess uh, uh, sort of theories that that's causing heart valve problems. And well, all sure, we've all read the medical journals. Well, it's, it's, it's the same thing you would get uh, potentially with what you're doing here with this combination of drugs. Okay, see, the thing is, I'm seeing like the psychiatrist and the psychotherapist, mm-hmm. and the psychotherapist, I mean, she's cool, like I can talk to her, but the psychiatrist, mm-hmm. she's just like, like, like okay, come in here, come in here, doing like for five minutes, and that's all the time I have for you. And like, well, she's just trying to make an assessment of the medica- med- the medication. Yeah, and she like, like if I t- when I, I first went in there, and you know, I, I was honest, you know, okay, I smoke pot very rarely because I really don't dig it that yeah. much. I thought she didn't smoke pot. That's what I thought. No, too, he right. said a lot. I've done it occasionally. I mean, I've done it maybe like five times in my life, but okay. you know. Okay, because I don't like it. All right, well, look, look you <laughs> got, you've got to get clean with it. I don't, I don't like liver. I've done it once. Then have the, uh, the therapist it. talk to the psychiatrist, if you can't talk to the psychiatrist, to get some clarification on what you should be doing with your medicine. It's great that you're under care. You're being, you're being taken care of, so this won't get out of hand. But you've got to be honest with your caretakers. They cannot help you. Yeah. Uh, listen, um, I don't mind people experimenting with drugs uh, once in a while as long as they're not going to make a life out of it. But when you're already on... Uh, a medication. Uh, that's it. You've now you're you're no longer eligible to uh, screw around with the street stuff because you have a problem. You have a problem with your mood, and you know speed is the last thing this person needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, she, a cancer well, would be better than speed edge. at this point. All right, Drew. Let's just sell the hell out of the next call. What do you think? 
Uh, I want to put a wager down, man. Yeah, yeah. we want to do some gambling, do huh? Don? Yeah. Uh, you're 27. Fed up with uh, hubby's habit of drinking and flirting with other women. Yeah. How long have you been married? About five years. Mm-hmm. Is he an alcoholic? I'm sorry? Is he an alcoholic? I think he is. Okay. Personally. Good. There's maybe some gambling potential here, Don. Is there gambling potential here? Well, I don't know, because I don't know a lot about my childhood. I don't remember a lot. Ooh, that's good. All right, hold on, Don. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not remembering uh, about your childhood is a sheer sign of uh, some sort of trauma. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's blocking. All right, well, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll uh, get involved with the gambling process with Don. Hey, kiddies, Ace Man here. I sat down with the great Brian Cranston for a special one-on-one interview in honor of the launch of his new movie, Trumbo. Go to Podcast One now and subscribe to the newsletter by Sunday, November 22nd, for a special bonus video of myself and Cranston. And don't miss the podcast. Available Monday at Podcast One. Chad Smith. And this is a Dave Navarro. We're from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Corolla. Yes, you is. David Arquette, Sam, and Gabe are here tonight from year 2000. Um, although they're out in the hall. Hey, boys. File on in here, please. Okay. Where the hell were we? Scream 2 going to be out this uh, Friday. The soundtrack's already out. Wow, this show's gone fast. Yeah, it, it really has. Wow. Now, how does that work, Drew? Why? I mean, how, how does did, it happen? Well, it's two hours every night. Some nights well, it's For you, it's hours. about an hour and 53 minutes yeah. because some uh, hours you show up late and leave early. Okay, but it, it's two hours. Yeah. Now, tonight, I was just taking a leak, thinking to myself. Actually, the first thing I was thinking was, wow, my urine's warm. I could feel the warmth uh, coming right off, uh, off the uh, commode there. But the second thing I was thinking was, man, uh, tonight's show's absolutely flown by. Yeah. And it's been, I mean, we're almost at the end of the show, and it's just ac- absolutely flown. And why is that? And then I thought, do, am, am I the only one who experiences that way? Because it is two hours, and yeah. it's the same two hours to drill. But yeah. you've experienced that as well. Well, I just I spontaneously came up with the same impression, which is even weirder that we both have the same experience mm. at the same time. Except for we were peeing in the same urinal and talking, Drew. Oh, yeah. That could have been it, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling that's you the warmth came from. <laughs> that's that extra Wait, heat. Man. All right, Sam, Gabe, and uh, David are bet. all here. Yeah, we're going to try to bet, I but she's full of it. we need to talk. That's not a viable bet, but hold on a second. Don? Yeah. You're 27. Your hubby, you think's an alcoholic, you've been married for five years, flirting with other women. Right. And you don't remember much of your childhood. Right. I just Perfect. recently got into therapy trying oh, okay. to... Okay. Well, on. say no more. Uh, but though, I hope you found out enough so you can determine which one of us is right when we gamble on you. No. No? We're going to have to paint the picture yeah. that she recalls. It'll all come back. Yeah. All right, you guys got a dollar? Yeah, I got a dollar. Come on. Pull out some of them Garfield residuals hey, and uh, toss hey, it down hey, there. Take it easy. Come on. Dave, you should be paying for the band. Come on. I will. Oh, look at that. No kidding. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Gabe, you can... I got, uh, I got Gabe. I oh, got I Gabe. see. No, yeah, you're taking care of Gabe. Oh, all right. And he takes five. And hey, Dave uh, paid for it. We're not doing 20s here. No, we're going light here. Uh, we're only in radio. We don't have the big TV and rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> plus, we got overhead, you know. We got, we got rent. Yeah. 
I yeah, do David, seriously, can you get me into something? I'm telling you, I'm working on a movie, trying to get it produced. Uh, dark David, I'll be terribly film. jealous if it's just him. Will you be in our new video? <laughs> yes, I'll be in the video. Be in I'll be in the new uh, movie. I'll play like the tambourine when you guys go out. Nah, uh, no, no. Have rhythm? Good parts. <laughs> no, I don't have good rhythm. Will you MC our show maybe? Like, just introduce us? Absolutely. And, and if it's not on a uh, Monday through... Um, Sunday? Yeah, <laughs> Wait a minute. Sunday through Thursday. No, I, I can do it if it's on a weekend because I get out of work uh, early on the weekends. Uh, the, of course, uh, this keeps me busy uh, Sunday through Thursday. But, all right, let's gamble, and then we'll okay. talk more about the movie. Um, Don's 27. You guys know her situation. What happened in Don's childhood that led her to get hooked up with a guy who's uh, possibly a, a flirting alcoholic, and she doesn't remember much of her childhood, and she's in therapy now. Drew, would you like to get the ball rolling? Mm, I'll go last. You'll go last? No, you go first. All right. You want me to go? Um, doesn't remember childhood. I'm thinking there's some kind of trauma in there. I'm going with uh, parents together. Um, uh, abuse. Uh, dad's an alcoholic. Okay. That's Can it? I go with that? Parents still together. Dad's an alcoholic. Okay. Our parents were together through her childhood. Okay. All right. Dad's an alcoholic. Right. Okay. Sam. Uh, I'd like to maybe step it up and say that maybe she's abused now. All right, but we're we're going on the past. The past. Why have origin. Origin. childhood? Yeah. Well, I agree with you. Well, now anyway. that's not a fine. Refine it. You may be more specific. Uh, uh, abuse. I think our parents aren't together, and I think she's from a really okay. small town. There, okay. Ooh. I like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Gabe? I think that her parents split up when she was young, and her mother's new boyfriend abused her. Oh, yeah, good one. Another good Very one. good. Well, his dad. He's got the in. His dad's uh, like a, a king therapist. Hey, that's a good it's name like for a band, too. King, king therapist. therapist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David? Uh, I'm going to just uh, go with a... I don't know. I'm okay. just going to say uh, sh uh, her mom left. Her mom left. I like that. All right, we have uh, a potpourri uh, of answers here. Alcoholic dad, lots of siblings, abusive, chaotic family. They probably saw dad hitting mom. This girl was probably abused in some more overt way, maybe not within the home, but as a result of straying out of the home to try to get away from all the chaos. Mm, by a neighbor, neighbor, some uh, older guy drove a van. It, it feels very chaotic. Okay. Don. Yeah. Do you come from a small town? Yeah. Oh, boy. Hmm? Uh, parents uh, together? No. When did they break up? Uh, I think I was like six. No. Oh, mm. Boy, I feel that money slipping away. So far, uh, Gabe is the uh, front runner about here. Small town. Yeah. Wait, I thought that was parents good. together over here. Parents together, small town. No, parents, parents apart. Split up. Oh right, 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 right. Gabe, you had the small town. Oh no, no I no. had the split up. Split up. Uh, yeah. Right. New boy. Sorry, Sam. You got the small town. Okay. What else? Uh, how about siblings? I have two sisters and a brother. Mm, that's a few. That's, uh, pretty four kids. Yeah, it's a good sized family. Uh oh. <laughs> what a, uh, Sam's feeling the heat who here. Why did dad leave? Your mom yeah. or your dad? What's that? Who who left? My dad. Why mm -hmm. Why did he leave? Um, he was abusive towards my mother. True. Mm. Mm, uh, any alcoholism with pops? Yeah. Oh, true. Wait a minute. Let's talk about mom's boyfriends for a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go oh. Point. My mom got remarried. Mm -hmm. And what did he do to you? Uh, I'm not sure. I really think that he might have abused me. Oh, right, we'll give it three. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, give it we three to it. Right. Gabe and Drew are kind of like neck and neck here. I'll take my uh, <laughs> dollar <laughs> back. Dave's taking his dollar back, too. Dave. <laughs> Dave. 
Woo! Steve with the car collection and the uh, <laughs> and the, uh, and the not, movies. We are not meaning to make light of, of this past yeah, situation. The fact is, thank God you're getting treatment, you're exploring this, and you are beginning to make the connection, which we're trying to do in a, in a casual way or in a lighthearted way. Hold on a second. The, your, Gabe, your, give your, Sam a dollar for the small town. Hey, Come on. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. It's, 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 <laughs> well, he got, it's all right, That's buddy. That's for me. He's a guest, after all. Small town. All right, there you Small go. Sam just made three bucks. Um, <laughs> and you're making the connection between your primary relationships, your family of origin, and now the choices you make in your adult life. And the stuck spots, the things that you're trying to sort of work through by making choices in your adult life that give you that opportunity. Of course, you make those choices to be with people who are just like your dad and right. just like those no coincidence you married a guy as an alcoholic and you end up living through the same hell all over again so right. thank god you're in treatment uh, it's not about him flirting he is an alcoholic you do need to create forces that get him in treatment because that's not going to stop by itself it needs it needs to be treated and at some point you have to make a stand about that all right don best of luck all right drew you want to uh, pick another call or you just want to just sort of um uh, bask in your own glory. L oh boy, lovely. Yes. Wow, is that your real name? Um, that's yeah. my birth name, not the name I go by now. What do you go by, Homely? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> That'd be cruel. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're going by. Uh, uh, you're not going by Lovely, but that's what they called you. Yeah. You're 21. What's going on? Um, I, since I was seven years old, I've had big breasts. Seven? Wow. Seven years old? Yeah, I, I started developing at seven. Oh, my God. And um, what, where were you at, at, like, age ten? Um, I think I was, like, in a D. Oh, could you imagine these poor uh, playmates just going <laughs> completely insane with this? I would have gone insane. So, and by the time you're in, like, junior high? I stayed about a D until I was, like, out till like, maybe nine. Tenth grade, and then I went up to a double D. Oh, wow! And uh, is this uh, is this scarred you emotionally? No, it's just I'm I'm just fed up with the comments the guys can make. Ever since elementary, I've heard weird comments about females with big breasts. Like I walk down the street here, and I hear like, "Man, your tank's full. You need help carrying it." Hmm. Mm. And stuff like that. And I was wondering what... Was it a guy in a uh, 70 Barracuda with a uh, <laughs> six-pack under the hood and on the passenger seat? No, he was walking, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> thought that may have been David. <laughs> uh, how big's the rest of you, just because it's important? Just because it's important. Mm -hmm. um, well, I used to be really skinny, but mm -hmm. because of emotional problems, I put on some weight. I'm right. not big, but I'm not small. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think you put on the weight as a sort of a compensation for the guys that were, you know, um, addressing you that way? It wasn't because of them. What was it because of? Um, sexual abuse. Yeah. Oh, boy. Do you think this... Oh, my God. Who, who abused you sexually? Um, he was my uncle, but he also adopted me. Oh. Uh, wow. Right, because he wanted to... Um, he didn't feel right about uh, molesting uh, someone outside of the family, you know, the immediate Actually, family. Actually... So I think he did others too. Of course, oh, of, of course. course. Yeah, do. this is that's uh, no harm. Oh boy. Well, uh, you know, it's understandable that. Well, you know, where is this guy now, by the way? Well, the cops are still trying to find him. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. Must have maybe killed himself. Somewhere. It's understandable. I don't think so. His family protects him too well. Oh my God. They disowned me and my sister, but they mm. love him to death. This one, but yeah, you're gonna between the um, big. 
cans and uh, you know by age 10 and um, this uh, uncle and and god knows where your dad or mom were where were your dad and mom exactly well my dad is not one to speak of he's just as bad as he is oh boy and they're brothers what do you expect <laughs> okay but my question is, why do you guys, I'm not just saying you guys are just, it's just a figure of speech, okay? Mm-hmm. Men in general. Don't, don't listen to my voice because I got my pierced tongue and I can't talk too well. Mm-hmm. My so, pierced but, um, tongue. I want to know what is, what is it that guys, um... Why do we fixate on the brass? No, just the comments. No. Oh. Well, guys are immature, and uh, there's a bunch of guys trying to ruin it uh, for the other guys who really do enjoy the brass. And uh, they just feel insecure, and they feel compelled to uh, shout out. A lot, a lot of guys have, like, a mild form of Tourette's when it comes to brass and women. guys can contain themselves. They're very aggressive sometimes. Yeah, That's but I mean, would you all be offended if a girl walked up to you and go, man, you got a big showing out through your pants, or you guys... Okay, <laughs> now. Geez, I've been waiting uh, 33 years for somebody to approach me and uh, do that. So far, nothing. All right, uh, lovely. Yeah. Listen, we got to go uh, to a break. Okay, can I ask that one doodle question, the actor? I'll tell you what. Ask him off. Uh, David, speak to her off the air. Okay. Uh, we're I'll running dreadfully late. All right, he'll run over to the phone because he cares. Okay. I began to flow. Uh, David Arquette is on the phone with our last call, as promised. What a committed star. Sam and Gabe are here, and uh, I just want to uh, thank Sam and Gabe and uh, David Arquette for coming in tonight. David is now making his way to the mic. Scream 2 out in theaters on Friday. The soundtrack is already out. Look for uh, Ear 2000 in a record store and or a uh, club near you. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you. When when the record comes out, uh, by all means, come back. We'll play it and plug it. We will. All right. right, Until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. But if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on Tooth & Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. Uh This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.